Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world today. Hope you're having a wonderful time. Happy New Year. This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is going to be a good one. We've got some juicy stuff, not gossip, but just some really interesting stuff as I've been doing some research for this uh, for this episode. But before we get started, I just want to let you know that you can find the Adult Fitness Podcast wherever you get your podcast from Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, um, iTunes, you name it, we are there rocking and rolling. And um, yeah, I just want to say Happy New Year. It is a blessing to be alive, right? To make it to another year. It's always a wonderful thing. And so hopefully you were able to have a great New Year's with you and your, you and yours and your family. We're already on the 13th. Today's Friday the 13th. So uh, hopefully you don't have any cats crossing your path. You don't step on a crack and break your mother's back and walk under any, uh, you know, any ladders or break any windows, you know? So, but today we're going to get right into it. We're going to be talking about scams in the fitness industry and how prevalent they are with the, with the new revelations, uh, coming from some very interesting fitness influencers online that have found out that they were a little bit fugazi, you know, a little bit, um, a little bit of lion going on there. So I just want to do a little backtracking though. Um, if anybody has listened to this podcast for any number of, of, you know, years, I guess that I've been doing it, but any, any stretch of time would know that I've worked in the fitness industry for close to 12 to 14 years. The last year in particular from 2020, um, one, till about 2020 well the end of 2021 there like uh, till till now I was laid off from my fitness job and this year I've made the decision to get back into training and coaching people and it's something that I really I really love and it's one of the one of the things that I, I really care about and so you know health is important and making sure that you are doing the best you can to live as long as you can I think that that's kind of the the mantra that I've taken on over the last little bit. And as we all know, fitness can be difficult. The discipline, the consistency to push yourself to make sure that your body is in peak, you know, performance based on what you you know deem as peak performance to live or just to live a better life, to play around with your kids, hopefully your grandkids, great grandkids, to reduce your stress, to get rid of inflammation, to just just to live a better, higher quality of life without pain and, and all of the, the aches that come along as we get older. And in doing so, it's very easy to see that people want to take the easier way out. You have certain fads that hit the fitness industry from lotions, potions, and concoctions that can give you ripped abs and uh, best before like, you know, get your baby, your pre-baby body back after you've had a kid or, you know, um, some sort of protein shake, creatine, any, any, any number of um, products or services that can help you find a shortcut. And the thing I love about bodybuilding fitness is that there are no shortcuts, that 
that is the shortcut, that there aren't any. There's just no easy way around sleep, training, eating, rest and recovery, destroy, rebuild, go at it again. You know, just blasting your nervous system with deadlifts and squats, or if you have an injury, finding adaptive measures to that, but finding a way to live the best we can so we could take on life and the stresses of life and applying so many life lessons in the fitness industry about overcoming and planning and and having a vision and a goal and so it's very much not just a lifestyle but there's so many lessons you could take to 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 learn you know to life lessons to be a better person and Unfortunately, within the fitness industry, just like the finance or insurance or politics or, you know, oil and gas or, you know, environmentalism, there will be people that will, that are just scammers, that are just low down creeps that just want to take advantage of those who may or may not have tried everything, who are a little bit more malleable when it comes to falling for scams. And every couple of years we get a few, you know, in the fitness industry in particular, when you meld the online space, you get people who will try to sell you everything. We're talking, you know, fitness equipment that is guaranteed to make you feel and look better in less time. You know, I've seen stuff where they'll try to sell you something where it's like it's a gym in a, in a bag or whatever. And, and, um, Peloton, came out and they they're not like a scam or anything but they definitely sold people on the idea of working out at home uh the supplement industry is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate monster of different companies and and pharmacies and pharmaceutical organizations that are just there to they know what they're doing and they're making money doing it and and even in the gym industry we have people who are marketing it in a way that is trying to sell people a dream and and not sell them the true measure of the fact that it's just hard effing work. It's planning, it's preparation, it's execution, and it's done over the course of a lifetime and many months, many years, and there's nothing, again, like I'm saying, there's no shortcut. So, but like I said, unfortunately, we do have some bad actors in this space, and every now and again, they do get exposed. We had the six-pack gentleman, he was an Asian gentleman on YouTube a few years back, we have another one that's selling programs online and usually it's about some way to get ripped or jacked or shredded or lose weight lose weight fast you've got those um those weird teas that people drink that the kardashians were trying to um trying to hawk over and over but we got somebody new in the space somebody new has entered the chat so to speak and it's uh, it's weird. And and now to be completely honest and completely fair, I did not really pay much attention to this guy. I've made a cons- just a real honest effort to kind of stay as far away from the fitness industry and focus more on just the fitness. So in lieu of trying to open a gym, you want to focus on equipment, obviously, and connecting with clients and connecting with members but a large part of the the fitness gym subculture within the fitness industry is one rife with you know steroid abuse human growth hormone abuse using gear as it's called um very very much looking your best but maybe you're not feeling your best or as healthy as you could be i often always said 
to anybody I worked with at, at Fit for Less and these other gyms I've been at that the fitness industry is less, uh, the fitness business is less about fitness and more about business. The business of making money, making sure that people are paying that monthly subscription or that monthly app that you're paying for, or you've got supplements or clothing or buying into the lifestyle without actually living the life of living as healthy as you can, getting your sleep and your rest. So in, in, in lieu of that, there was a, a gentleman or maybe not a gentleman, but just a lying piece of shit that was referred to as the liver king. Now, again, I didn't, I, I don't even, uh, I, um, I'd heard r- rumblings of this guy, but to be completely honest, I just saw him as another circus clown, another individual that was trying to hawk products and services. And so I kind of did a little bit of a deep dive into what his thing was. And basically the liver king is the internet alias of a fitness social media personality named Brian Johnson. He is known for promoting what he calls an ancestral lifestyle, which includes eating large amounts of raw organs and meat. His diet has been criticized by nutritionists for being potentially dangerous. So I'm getting this from Wikipedia. Um, he preaches his nine ancestral tenets, which is sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold, sun, fight, bond. Now, I want to be completely clear. This sounds, this sounds, this sounds batshit crazy. That he just took some, like I was saying, like the eat, sleep, train, repeat. This is all marketing. But I guess his TikTok has over. Um, 3.5 million sub- subscribers. His YouTube has about, <clears throat> excuse me, 246,000. He has about a, a total of almost just shy of under 100 million views of his quote-unquote lifestyle. Now, despite repeatedly denying ever using anabolic steroids to attain his physique, it was revealed he regularly used multiple drugs, including steroids, a synthetic protein, and testosterone. After emails uh, proportionately um, uh, showed his use of steroids and hormones came to light, Johnson admitted to and apologized for his pharmacology intervention. All right, so um, there's not too much on him. Um, He's, let me see how old he is. I think he's 44. Uh, Yeah, it's, I mean, (laughs) gosh sakes. Uh, he is, he has made over a hundred million dollars selling this lifestyle and it's pretty interesting. Um, he said that he also eats raw bull testicles for dinner is on steroids. So hmm, how can we put this? Um, in every industry you're going to have grifters and I think we'll start there. When I was a young young kid playing basketball, I remember I was in love with the flex and muscle fitness magazines of the 90s, the 80s and the 90s, and the early 2000s. You can't really find them now because the internet just kind of made magazines obsolete. Like as I, as I record this, I'm looking at some of my old slam magazines from the 90s. And I've, I mean, I've got magazines here that are almost 30 years old coming up in a few years. So I might want to maybe you know, uh, preserve them or whatever else. But 
All that to say, I loved these magazines. They were everything. And we're talking about guys like Kevin Laroni, Dorian Yates, Lee Haney, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Frank Zane, um, David Draper, rest in peace, uh, Franco Colombo, rest in peace. Um, just so many guys that you could list that, you know, I mean, one of the first books that I ever read or remember reading when I was 15, well, not remember reading, but it had an impact on me was The Education of a Bodybuilder by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it talked about his, you know, his rise to, to fame coming from Auschwitz, Germany. And I'm sorry for coming from Auschwitz and I'm sorry, not Auschwitz. What am I talking about? Austria. Wow. Woo. And, um, and just his rise and the way he used his brain versus his brawn, the way he was able to focus and to have uh, almost this laser-like, almost like the Terminator, to be completely honest, in attaining his goals. And so that always really stuck with me, and it, it had an indelible, an indelible imprint on me. You know, it definitely kind of shaped into what I wanted to go into as far as fitness and everything else. And But Arnold Schwarzenegger, that book in particular didn't have much or didn't talk about his steroid use it didn't talk about his use of maybe human growth hormones or anything like that and and back then you knew those who were using it and it was something that people used who had trained for years and years and it was almost like it was done as a top-up as it were because to gain the aesthetics and the shreddedness and the certain to walk around at less than 10 percent body fat weighing 250 pounds of just insane muscle mass you know it it you couldn't do that naturally uh you can get to amazing shape like i'm i'm a natural natural and i'm hoping that not this year but the next year i'd like to maybe uh compete either in a powerlifting competition or step on a stage as i've always wanted to do that and you know the prep and everything but obviously without taking any you know, any sort of additives, as it were, just whatever you could find in a grocery store. And granted, around the early, I want to say the when Lee Haney had finished his reign, and you started to see Dorian Yates, Lou Ferrigno, um, Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler, you know, Big Rammy, these guys who are, you know, um, Phil Heath, we, we, we ran into these, in the bodybuilding circles, just these guys who were just these mass monsters. And I know people like Frank Zane and, and um, people who are a lot more aesthetic would say that, you know, gone are the days that a Mr. Olympia would be under 250 pounds. Now you're looking at 300 plus. And it's just an insane taxing you know, thing to ha- to do that to your body. It, it takes it to the to the extreme. And if you're going to try to take your body to the extreme, you're going to do extreme things. And one one of those things are taking things such as you know controlled, you know, banned substances like steroids and human growth hormones and and H and all all of these concoctions to help you know push your body to even further and further heights. But I remember reading these magazines, and I had no idea what this stuff meant. But what I did see were the advertisements for wider, uh, weeder supplements and, you know, and uh, tiger supplements and just all these different proteins. And so as a young man who was playing basketball, running, you know, I, I had a, I had trouble gaining weight. 
And so I would be drinking these mass shakes and, you know, trying to take in an extra two, 3,000 calories a day. And it was just, your farts were just horrible. <laughs> it was just awful. Like, but it was just protein, 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 you know, and like, and stuff like that. And, and just part of the bro culture with, with which I have to say, I do have an affinity for and a love for within the gym culture, because there is a type of brotherhood within that. Now, some of it goes a little bit crazy where it's just folklore and honestly just lies and advertising, advertising when it comes to trying to sell people on this stuff. But even back then there was very, very little mention of the cycles that guys would go on and girls to um, to make these gains, so to speak. So yeah. And so now fast forward to 2023, we have the advent of the internet, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Facebook, all of these, these apps are here to kind of have people sell whatever they're using, be it their recipes, their training programs, all this stuff. And still trying to have people believe that this size and mass and girth or whatever you want to call it is just, is just hard work. And what, what happens is it sells the idea that anybody can do this, right? Just buy this, this pro buy this program, buy this, this nutritional supplement. Anybody could do it. And the truth of it is, yes, anybody could get in shape. Anybody can lose weight, you know, um, raise their, their uh, testosterone levels through deadlifts. They can through sleep and through everything else. They can live a healthier lifestyle. But there's certain levels, if you want to get to, that you cannot get to on a natural level. And so that brings me to my second point, which is at the end of the day, we got to know that grifters are going to grift, that people are going to come into these industries and they're going to use, they're flat out going to lie, right, first of all, but they're going to do so because the incentives are so vast. Like this liver king dude, Right. And again, like I said, I literally just did some research on him today. He's certifiable is what he is. He's somebody who he said he was trying to tap into this idea or this ideal that men are weak, which is a potent grift within the red pill um, industry. So you'll have people that will say, Today's man is not as strong as yesterday's man. As, and now he was trying to showcase the caveman slash ancestral uh, way of living where it's almost akin and sort of like um, a part of the CrossFit paleo macro type of diet where you get rid of all the processed refined foods and you have more of a grain slash, you know, um, pre industrial revolution type diet. And again, it's, it is good marketing. And to be fair, you, you probably will do a lot better and a lot more, be a lot more healthier if you cut out the refined processed sugars and salts and other type of foods that you would get at fast food restaurants and, you know, in the, in the, the sugar laden, aisles of cereal and stuff like that in your grocery store. So there is a grain of truth to it, but also you have to realize that to train six days a week. All right. If you are anybody who has any inclining, uh, what goes on in the fitness industry to say, you're going to train six days a week, three to four hours a day, hard training. 
there's no time to recover. If you're going to be pushing, here's a great example. Let's say I do a split of, you know, bench in the morning, deadlifts in the evening. And then the next day I'm doing my uh, core work in the morning and then I'm working my back uh, or back accessory exercises. At some point in time, even if you're getting 8 to 9 to 12 hours of sleep, you still need another sometimes day for that muscle group to recover if you're hitting it with large compound movements. We're talking heavy deadlifts, heavy squats, heavy bench presses at high reps and high sets you're destroying your muscles and the thing that people tend to forget is that within the fitness industry within fitness within health and wellness when you are going to the gym you're not making any gains you're not gaining muscle what you're doing is destroying and tearing down the structure you are causing micro like you know small tears basically in your muscle fiber and so with the protein and you know the amino acids and everything else that you take in with your diet, it will repair it and it will be bigger, stronger, and more tensile and everything else, if that's even a word, but and it, you'll, you'll, you'll get stronger. But the fact of the matter is that happens over time. Well, if you're training every day, there's no time to recover. There's no time to actually get to a place where you're like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gaining, I'm, I'm recovered enough so I could train again. And what, excuse me, and what steroids do and what human growth hormones do is that they shorten that window of time that you need to recover. That's one of the things that it does. And so it also gives you your body more of the muscle building um, drug in a synthetic, well, not a drug, but it's what your body produces naturally, but in a synthetic manner of testosterone. So now you have way more of this stuff to work with. And it might seem the best of both worlds outside of the fact that it literally turns you into a rage monster, like it messes with your hormones, so you're a lot more prone to being angry, a lot more prone to episodes of rage, um, acne, um, your testicles are no longer producing enough of, of this um, vital, vital drug your body needs, this vital hormone and so in, in certain cases I've read where Ken Caminetti if I'm not mistaken when he was playing for the, the Padres in like in 97 his MVP year he was on such a cycle such a heavy cycle with his um, with, with everything from steroids to human growth hormones that his his balls he said retreated back into his body cavity and they didn't drop back until he got off it because you're, you're using so much of it your body doesn't need your testicles anymore. And so this is why you'll... It's just insane. It For your health, it's something that you don't want to do. However, when you look at the amount of money you could make, right, versus the money you couldn't make, a lot of people weigh those options and think, F it, I'm just going to go for it. And hence you have, quote, unquote, the liver king, right? So... They, they come into this game by different names. One day it's the liver king. The other day it's 10-minute abs. The next it's, you know, the Atkins diet, the paleo diet, the South Beach diet, the, you know, the, the, the juice cleanse, the detox, whatever. It's, it's rife and full of these people who want to take advantage of folks who just want to really take care of their health. All right? And, and so... It's, it's sad because at the end of the day, 
At the end of the day, if I could be completely honest, it feels as though fitness has always had, particularly the bodybuilding segment of fitness, has always had this problem in that to push the limits of your body, to push the limits of what the human physiology could do is this amazing thing. And I think that it shows the ingenuity and just the, the spirit, you know, of what people can, can do, what we can become. But to do it in a way that's unnatural takes away from how much hard work there is. Like, even if you are on some form of a, you know, steroid or gear, as they call it, because it brings you to the next gear, I guess, I, I think, I don't know, but you still have to put in the work. You can't just take these supplements and all of a sudden take these, you know, all of this stuff and miraculously now you're ripped now you're cut now you're shredded like you still have to put in the work and the time and the effort and I always felt that the drugs take away from the effort they take away from legitimizing all your hard work and what happens is they just look at you and think ah whatever kind of like that line from Iron Man and Captain America where they were about to fight in in the first Avengers movie where Steve Rogers, I'm sorry, um, Tony Starks basically says to Steve Rogers, the only thing that came, that's, that's special about you came out of a bottle. And I feel that's how a lot of people outside of the fitness industry look at bodybuilders, fitness influencers, um, fitness models, and the like. They feel like these people took a shortcut to get to that greatness. They didn't do it through the dedication of waking up at four in the morning to make sure you get your cardio in before you hit your weights. Then you have your meals that you've already prepared, ready to go. Then you head to work. Then after work, you come home. And before you head home, you hit the gym again. And you're doing that four to five to six days out of the week, committing to that from cardio to weights to watching what you eat to, to main. And, it, and it's even, even tougher when you have a family and kids and so if you're taking these drugs, it, it kind of shows that, oh, well, that's just the easy way out. When it doesn't take into account the amount of time and effort. So I found another article here I wanted to talk about really quickly. And this was on December 6th. Uh, December 6th from Entrepreneur. And it talks about the liver king to liar king. An organ-eating fitness guru, guru exposes his steroid use in a shocking YouTube apology. So this was on December 6th, and it said, uh, Brian Johnson, who makes $100 million a year on his all-natural raw meat diet and fitness regimen, tells his followers, I'm on steroids. This was written by Jonathan Small for The Entrepreneur. December 6, 2022. The liver king built a $100 million a year kingdom hyping a diet of raw meat and rigorous exercise to achieve health, strength, and happiness. In his viral videos on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, the organ-devouring liver king loudly evangelized for an ancestral caveman-like lifestyle, eating such delicacies as raw liver, bone marrow, and bull testicles. Oh my gosh, here we go. 
He subsequently made a fortune selling protein supplements and dried animal organs through his heart and soul and, and ancestral brands. But now the Liver King's reign as a premier fitness influencer is in jeopardy after he confessed to lying about taking steroids to, ag- to achieve his, uh, his, to enhance his jacked body. Let's see what we got here. I lied, and I misled a lot of people, said the Liver King, whose real name is Brian Johnson, in a somber YouTube video. Yes, I've done steroids, and yes, I'm on steroids. This is crazy. He didn't, he's not even, like, saying he's stopping. I could, like, you know, I could see if somebody was like, hey, man, I've been on this stuff. I've been on the juice, but I'm off it. It's been a year. I'm clean. It's out of my system, blah, blah, blah. But he's still on it. It's like he would confess into your wife. Yeah, yeah, I had an affair. And I just came from her. And I'm actually going back later on today. <laughs> like, you're not sorry. You're just sorry you got caught. Right? So, the Liver King steroid use. Many skeptics, most notably Joe Rogan, were skeptical that the 45-year-old Johnson wasn't taking performance-enhancing drugs. But Johnson repeatedly denied steroid use. I don't touch the stuff. I've never done the stuff. I'm not going to do the stuff, he said on Mark Bell's Power Project podcast. Instead, he pushed a narrative that his family, his wife, is the liver queen, lived according to nine ancestral tenants to eat, sleep, move, shine, connect, cold, sun, fight, and bond. I don't know what any of that shit means. But last week, the Liver King's all-natural facade was exposed by another fitness YouTuber, More Plates, More Dates, who showed leaked emails from Johnson admitting to taking multiple steroids and asking a dealer to sell him even more. The video also included Johnson's blood test, which proved steroid use. Sitting shirtless on a leather throne, the normally braggadocious Johnson humbly confessed to lying about his steroid use in an apology video. I'm as sorry as a man can be. You're damn right you are. He admitted to taking 120 milligrams of testosterone per week, but denied other rumors, such as getting ab implants or plastic surgery. Johnson blamed his steroid use on his insecurity. When I talk about the 85% of the population that suffers from self-esteem issues, that's me. I'm part of that statistic. This is why I effing work myself to death in the gym. This is why I do 12 to 15 blood-burning workouts a week. I have no idea what that means. Just to feel like I'm okay, he said. And hormone replacement has helped in a profound and significant way. Will the liver king be dethroned? The fate of his empire is unclear. And Johnson isn't saying much about his future moves. All I can do is take extreme ownership right now, be better, and lead myself to a better life as a better human, he has told his millions of followers. So, I mean, look. If it smells, smells like a... Like a, like a snake. Acts like a snake. It probably is a snake. Now, I want to move away from the Liver King for just a second to talk about some other people in, within the fitness industry, which we're going to be talking about in further episodes. Uh, Lord willing, if we get everything with the studio kind of finally finished up here, is that the, the presumption of guilt before, you know, proven innocent... And if the liver king can be under the microscope, most more recently in the last couple of years, so has um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, who is uh, a favorite of mine to watch on YouTube and Instagram. He's got this great personality, sparkling wit, charm. But questions have always persisted about his, you know, is he, is he natty? Is he natural? Is he, is he on something? And many people will swear up and down straight life, 
you know, six ways till Sunday, yeah, he's on something, he's on everything, right? Other people would say, no, it's all natural, what are you talking about? And he's never confirmed that he is on anything, he's, I, don't, I don't believe to my knowledge he's ever outwardly denied, because within his, you know, industry, be it uh, the fitness industry, and also wrestling is where, you know, he came from. I don't know if it was ever prohibited to use steroids. I know that looking at um, certain certain documentaries from the past, when you look, listen to people like Jake the Snake and Hulk Hogan and, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage and all these, these classics of these guys that I grew up loving, you later find out in documentaries like Beyond the Ring and stuff like that, that a lot of them were taking this stuff, that you had to look like a bodybuilder, like there was no way around it. You you needed to look jacked, you needed to look otherworldly, and you needed to have this stereotype and to sell the dream. You were a showman, and if you couldn't put butts in the seats and get people excited about your performances, you you, you didn't have a part in the company, and a large part of that was working out and looking the part. And I remember as a kid, feeling so betrayed when I found out that Hulk Hogan, you know, I, I don't even know his real name, but Hulk Hogan, this wrestler that I looked up to, and so many kids looked up to in the 80s and the 90s, later admitted to steroid use. The Ultimate Warrior, who I believe passed away, Macho Man Randy Savage, who's now gone as well. So many of them are dead. And you have to ask yourself, was it in due part to this massive amount of drugs that they were using? Now, we'll never know, obviously. And and that's besides the point, but the the focus is that when talking about what you're selling versus what is reality, how much time and effort and work it actually takes to attain a physique that you can be proud of, one of the things that we need to have uh, to bring back in the fitness industry is not just integrity, but just honesty. Which is to be flat out, when Rich Piana, who was part of the 5%er um, company he started, and the One Day You May, and everything else, he was very honest and open about his steroid use and abuse. Unfortunately, he's dead as well. Um, he passed away in 2014 due to, I think, I believe it was mixing cocaine with his, pro- with his, um, with his pre-workout, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. But... He never lied about it. He, he said he wanted to look, you know, he wanted to look his best. He wanted to look the greatest he possibly could. And he knew by taking that stuff was going to help him. And, and for a lot of guys, particularly when you reach a certain age, I'm 44 this year, you know, um, knock on wood, you know, Lord willing. It, get, it does get harder and harder to gain muscle mass, to recover the aches and the pains that you used to have. Uh, that you don't, that you didn't have before you have now. And I remember being able to work out, basketball practice, play ball, go home, and be able to do it all over again the next day. Now I need at least a day of recovery after I, I lift. And that's just father time. Like, father time is undefeated. I don't care what you tell him, what you say. But what working out does is it kind of evens things out a little bit by trying to to fight the ravages of time and the ravages of age and all that stuff. And let's be honest, testosterone starts to dip a little bit, your energy levels start to dip, and you want to remain virile. You want to remain hard as a rock. You want to, you know, 
feel like you can still run with the with the the other the dogs out there and you still got it you know you haven't you're not over the hill and there is something to be said about old man strength and about you know the you know just 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 that that strength of that you get when you mature but again do you want to be part of an industry and not necessarily industry but a part of something where you are knowingly lying to people and misleading them for money this guy made over a hundred million dollars selling I don't know what but living this persona that showcased him being some sort of alpha caveman sort of caricature and it worked he's rich every interview I've seen him on he's got his shirt off and he's he looks like uh, I rem- uh, oh my gosh I heard a recent uh, power lifter say he looked like a shriveled up prune of a testicle <laughs> and I thought that was you know touche you know that was fair but here's somebody who just flat out lied to people who flat out was a fraud he was a, he was a he was corrupt he didn't have any scruples about what he was selling people and I think this is where not that I want to end it because we'll definitely have other episodes of stuff like this as well but just this feeling that at some point in time the fitness industry i.e. bodybuilding powerlifting strength training crossfit um, fitness slash uh, models or whatever there needs to be almost a I want to say a come to Jesus moment where people are willing to just tell the truth and the truth of the matter is to get your body into shape is effing hard I'm gonna come out and tell you you're gonna struggle with making time to work out even if you love it and you want to do it and it's a desire and it's a joy the time to get to the gym the time to plan out your meals to make sure that you're eating properly the social pressures that you have to brush off if you have family and friends that don't share your lifestyle, that don't really even care. You know, the the feelings that you have that, man, I still want to be in the game of feeling good and looking my best, and it's going to cost you something. It's not free. You can't buy a program and drink a shake and inject something into your ass and get the butt implants and the facelifts and all that stuff you have to change your mindset you have to change how you think how you live how you eat if you want to attain that sort of health and it's it's it is effing hard it's difficult it's tough it's not easy and what makes it even harder is when you see people selling millions of people a lie I don't know what it is within our society, within our culture, that just won't accept the fact that some stuff is going to take a long time. And why it, it, people feel that after one month or one year of working out, you're going to look like somebody who's put in decades in the gym. It wouldn't be natural for somebody to expect someone to announce that they're pregnant and then the next week they have the baby. You wouldn't expect someone to say, hey, I just started as a day trader at this firm and I'm bringing in millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars. You wouldn't expect somebody who just learned how to swim to next week make the qualifiers for the Olympics. 
But for some reason in the fitness industry, it's easy to believe that you can lose eight to 10 pounds a week. That you can, you know, lift the, lift the whole effing gym by taking pre-workouts or, or various supplements and not actually just going to bed and getting your rest. It's, it's insane. And, and I, I don't know if it's going to get better before it gets worse. You know, because this guy has, um, again, this guy has lied to people, has, I don't know if he's, if his empire has fallen. And I think this is where I kind of want to end it, because on the one hand, you could be screaming, hey, this is the truth, this is the truth, this is what it takes, this is what you need to do to look like that, to feel like that, to have that kind of energy and all this stuff. But I think we're at a point now where people would much rather just believe the lie than actually believe the truth. Uh, Colin Powell, rest in peace, who was the uh, acting, I guess, military liaison for George W. Bush's uh, his whole presidency, basically, and who led, on his word, basically led America into war because everybody knew Dick Cheney was, you know, corrupt and Bush was just sign anything, but Colin Powell had that integrity that everybody kind of followed. He was a high-ranking officer in the American military, and he was seen as somebody who was respectful and somebody who you could follow to the depths of hell. And he basically told, sat there and told congressional leaders back in 2000, uh, right, right before America went to war with Afghanistan with the Taliban, after 9-11, basically said, yeah, there's weapons of mass destruction here. You know, Saddam Hussein is, you know, in cahoots with Osama bin Laden. Let's get him. Now, that turned out to be a lie, tarnished his reputation. And he, he spent the rest of his life trying to make up for it. But, oh, just one second. Excuse me. Oh, pardon me, excuse me. However, Colin Powell told a falsehood to get people to buy into what he was selling. And towards the end of the war, there are a lot of people who say, so what? He didn't have weapons of mass destruction. We got rid of a dictator. Now, unfortunately, just two summers ago, the Taliban retook most of Afghanistan after being liberated for a number of years. Some would ask, what were the 20 plus odd years of war, PTSD, severed limbs, destroyed families and lost lives for, if not to, you know, pad the pockets of Halliburton. But I'm just saying we're not getting political on this one here. It's just fitness. But at the end of the day, we're in a sad state where people want to believe the lie. They're willing to believe it. They, they wholeheartedly will take it in because it seems more attractive than the truth. And the cold, hard, honest truth of the fitness industry is that it's not sexy. There's nothing sexy about it. You're doing hard work, difficult work, and your rewards come very, very small. Like you're going to do massive amounts of work, massive amounts of planning 
for not very substantial um, gains, so to speak. After after a 52-week period of hard training and working out, your body will transform. But it won't transform to look like an Adonis over a 52-week period. That's going to take years. And in the culture we're in now, particularly with people living at, trying to live at the speed of the internet, living at the speed of the 24-hour news cycle, um, at, from the apps on our phones to the shorts on YouTube, I don't know if we actually have the capacity as a culture to wait for something and to build something without seeing immediate gratification. And so people like the Liver King, people like the, the, the hucksters from Shreds, uh, that, that just Fugazi protein company a few years back, we're, gonna, we're just going to have more and more bad actors. So I would suggest that you, you, you check into more reputable um, content creation, such, such things such as Starting Strength, um, Strength Co. People who aren't very sexy, there's not a lot of flash, there's not a lot of hoopla. There's, it's just very plain Jane. As you go, work out in the morning, eat properly, get your rest. You know, search those people out. If you're trying to search out content that is based upon stuff that seems too good to be true, chances are it is. Listen to that part of your gut that says, this guy's full of shit. Because I tried to listen to one of his Liver King slash videos, and the level of bullshit, and trust me, okay, I can bullshit, but gosh damn, like it was it was to the point where I couldn't even stand it. And, and again, people were eating it up. And so I, I think that just kind of shows to kind of bring it back what his whole thing was about. He wanted to inspire people to live their best lives, that 85% of our population is dealing with mental health of some type. On the 16th of this month will be the most depressing day of the year. People have been suffering for the last two years over with COVID and, and even before that. And so it's just compounded into so much more so much more uh, issues out there and people are hurting but what they don't need unfortunately is someone lying to them on top of trying to scam them can you imagine if you bought into this like and you were like oh my gosh this is this is the answer come to find out that everything that was special about the liver king according to Tony Stark's came out of a bottle. So, but with that, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for checking in. I know we've been away for a little bit. Um, just with uh, the holiday season and everything else. But we are back. And I know that's always the the kiss of of uh, inconsistency for coming from the podcast uh, world, but we got some really great stuff lined up. So just please stay tuned for that. Thank you for giving me some of your time. I hope that, like I said before, your new year is prosperous. It is full of health and prosperity. And like I said, again, there is no secret to this fitness game. It is a lifelong commitment 
It is not something that you can just get in a magazine, order a program. And I think that's one of the reasons I, I love it so much because right now in the world that we're in, you don't, there's so much stuff that's like just immediate and you can get right away. Same day shipping, you know, uh, if, if, you know, with your phone or with your app or technology. And in a way, what the Liver King was trying to do was admirable had he not done it with the falsifying of information and just straight up lying. But if he had said, look, this is what it is, and he was natural, I think there could have been something there. I think it could have been a return to just people saying, hey, you know what? Life is hard. And rather than praying for an easy life, I'm going to pray for a stronger back to, to, to handle this stuff and reach out to friends and community and um, see what we could accomplish there. But anyways, like I was saying before, thank you for, the, for listening. And until next time, I want you to keep fit and have fun. Take care out there.